This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and it's Friday. I'm Tyler, and the article I'm about to share comes from the Bigger Pockets blog. You can find a wealth of information on the site, or by searching Bigger Pockets in any podcast app. Maybe that's how you found this show. So let's get to it. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Eight Steps to Buying Your First Rental Property by Brandon Turner Imagine a world where you didn't have to wake up early every day or drive to work or make some other company super wealthy and then be forced to rely on government, social security, or maybe 50 years of retirement savings just to squeak by in the last few years of your life. What if you could have the opposite? What if you could have time freedom, now or soon, financial freedom, more time to do the things that you want to do with the people that you love to do them with? Now, that might sound amazing, right? It's not. You can attain it, but it won't be easy. The truth is that life of freedom, it is possible. It is entirely possible, but it's not going to happen by itself. You're going to have to make some radical shifts in your life. And I believe that one of, if not the, best ways that you can make that shift happen to make that life happen is through the power of rental property investing, a.k.a. buying rental properties. Today, I'm going to share with you the step-by-step process for acquiring your very first rental property. But first, let me share four reasons why rental properties are so amazing. Maybe I don't even need to sell you on it, but listen up. Reason number one, cash flow. First of all, when you buy the right property, you get profit every single month. We call that cash flow. 
So each property is kind of like this little oil well. They pump money out of the ground 24-7. Now, if you get enough units, you know, 2, 3, 5, 10, 20, whatever, if you get enough, you'll get that freedom that you want. Reason number two, loan pay down. Second, when you buy real estate, you get to use a loan, which means you don't need to have all the money up front to buy it. You can even do it for as little as $0 down. But here's the cool thing. Over time, that loan gets paid off by your tenants. So you might start by owing like $200,000, but in 15, 20, 30 years, that's paid off to nothing and your property is worth a ton. Reason number three, appreciation. Third, over time, rental properties tend to appreciate in value, which means while their property is going up, you're paying off the mortgage. Yes, there are occasional ups and downs and dips in the cycle, but over the long run, it's generally always been an upward trajectory. Reason number four, tax benefits. Fourth, there are a lot of amazing tax benefits to owning rentals. And I don't want to bore you with all the details right now, but trust me, it's really awesome. You can pay almost no taxes, sometimes no taxes on the money that you make from rentals if you're smart. Making 100 grand from rental property investing is a lot different than making $100,000 from a job. You keep a whole lot more. So, how do you buy rental property then? How do you get started? How do you buy your first? Well, let's go through the steps right now. How to buy your first investment property. Step one, determine your market. The first step is you've got to find out where you're going to invest. There are a million places to invest in real estate around the world, but you need to pick one place. It's nice to find your first deal locally or at least within an hour or so. So dig into websites like Realtor.com or Zillow and start looking around your area at different properties to see what prices look like. Kind of get a feel for where prices are higher and where they're lower. And if possible, connect with other rental property owners in your area so you can see where they are buying. I mean, honestly, you don't need to reinvent the wheel every time and try to find some mysterious new place. Find out what works and where it's working and do it there. Now, where do you find those people? Well, how about Bigger Pockets, the world's largest real estate investing community with almost 2 million members? By the way, if you find that prices are just too expensive in your market, you can always invest long distance. For example, I live here in Maui, Hawaii, but I invest in Florida, Ohio, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Maine. You know, it's doable, but it requires some special handling. For help with this, don't miss my friend David Green's book, Long Distance Real Estate Investing. It is fantastic. Once you have your location nailed down, you know where you're going to invest. It's time to... Step two, get pre-approved for financing. Figure out your financing. Now, for your first deal, a bank or local lender is going to be a great way to get started financing your real estate deal. They typically require 20% down, sometimes a bit more or less for a rental property. But if you're willing to live in the property at first for a year, like you buy a duplex, triplex, fourplex, whatever, and you live in one of the units, you can get as low as 3% down, even 0% if you're qualified for a VA loan or USDA loan. So, talk with some local lenders and see what you can qualify for and what programs they have. If you don't have that much money or you're flat broke completely, you may have to spend time instead networking with other real estate investors in your area. 
Then you can potentially partner with them on your first deal. You bring the deal and they bring the down payment. That's a bit trickier than just putting your own money down, though. But in the words of Jim Rohn, if you really want something, you're going to find a way. If not, you're going to find an excuse. Step three, become a master at analyzing properties. So now you've gotten pre-approval, I hope, from a lender, and you know where you're going to buy. Should you just go do it? Hold your horses, John Wayne. Before you start buying property, you've got to build up one more skill. Learn how to analyze properties. Look, knowing how to analyze a rental property is, I believe, the single greatest skill an investor can have. Thankfully, it's not really that difficult. You can definitely do it, and Bigger Pockets even has calculators on our website that let you run the numbers on a rental property in less than five minutes. But the key to this is understanding the actual income a property could produce, which a local property manager would be able to tell you in a two-minute conversation. So, find a local property manager or company, ask, Hey, what is this property renting for? Then, get a clear picture on the expenses that you're going to have every single month. That can be a little bit tricky, but hopefully not for you. Asking the right questions to the property owner or to the real estate agent, once you start looking for deals and once those deals are on your desk, then you're going to get the answers you need. What is the insurance cost? Call the insurance company, right? Water bills cost? Call the water department. Look, when analyzing deals, I really look hard at two things. Monthly cash flow, the dollars that I end up with in profit every single month, I want that to be a few hundred bucks minimum on a single-family house. Cash on cash return, the return your money made in a year compared to how much you invested. Say you invested $10 into an investment and you made $1 in profit that first year. That's 10%. Good job. Or if you invested $20,000 into a real estate deal and you made $2 in cash flow and profit during your year one, that's a 10% return in year one or a 10% cash-on-cash return. Now, it's not a bad number to shoot for, that 10%. Maybe you're going to be a little bit more or less, but it's usually in that ballpark. So now you're a rock star at analyzing rentals. You've done a bunch, right? What comes next? Step four, shop for properties. At this point, you've got to start looking at properties and trying to determine, based on the numbers, what could actually work out. For most people, especially when you're first starting out, I'd recommend working with a real estate agent. Find an agent, preferably one who understands the investment side of real estate, and then have them set you up with automatic emails for whatever kind of property that you're looking for in the area you're looking at. It's really that simple. Go to an agent like, hey, I'm looking for duplexes in this town. They'll say, okay, here are all the duplexes. You can also spend a lot of time on sites like Realtor.com or Zillow, and you can see what's currently for sale on those websites. And there are other off-market ways to find deals as well, but I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about that here. Honestly, 99% of you can find your first deal with the help of a real estate agent. Step five, analyze a lot of deals. I know step three was on deal analysis. Why are we talking about it again? Well, now we're going to put the knowledge to use. You're going to actually start analyzing potential properties, a lot of them. You're going to get really good and comfortable with deal analysis. You won't always be awesome at first. 
So analyze a few deals every day until you get something that you think you might be able to make work. Step six, make an offer. And then step six, make your offer. Look, your real estate agent is going to help you with this. It's not that complicated. But just know that in a competitive market, you do have to be quick and smart. You're going to also get rejected all the time. It's okay. Real estate is a numbers game. You know, I probably honestly have maybe one out of every 10 or one of every 20 offers we make that get accepted. But that's okay. Because I just make sure that I'm always offering on enough properties. I'm analyzing enough. I'm offering enough that over time, I do get deals. And I always try to find ways to improve my offers as well. What works better? You can include a letter with it. Can I be faster? Eventually, I do get into negotiations with the seller and then from there, hopefully get the property under contract. When you do get your property under contract, you're going to have to pay what's called earnest money. Earnest money is usually around 1% of the purchase price. So, on a $100,000 property, it might be $1,000. And it's basically your pledge. You're saying, here's this $1,000 promise that I'm not going to just walk away from this deal and screw you out of all the weeks of hassle and time. That money is typically refundable to you as long as you either buy the property or you back out for a legitimate reason. What would that be? Maybe you did an inspection and you found out there was a meth lab in the basement. Step seven, due diligence. Due diligence is all the stuff you do between signing the contract. You're under contract and then actually closing the deal. The first step is to schedule an inspection on the property from a local property inspector. Your agent will have a good recommendation. Their agent can also help you pick a title company, which will help you do the closing or an attorney. They can do all the paperwork there. So the agent will also help you with that. And if you're buying a property that already has tenants in it, make sure you verify that the rental amounts that they said they were getting are actually what they got. Verify all the income and verify the expenses. Also, line up a property manager during this due diligence time if you don't want to manage it yourself. Get insurance on the property. And then finally, at the end of all of that, you're going to sign documents, wire your down payment, the bank's going to wire their money in, and you're going to close on the property, which is pretty exciting. But we're not done. There's one last step. Step eight, manage efficiently, effectively, and profitably. Your journey isn't over. The best deal in the world can still be destroyed and bankrupt you if you don't manage the property correctly. Maybe you're planning to use a professional property manager and they usually charge around 10% of the monthly rent for their ongoing fee. Probably they're going to be wonderful. But keep in mind, it doesn't completely let you off the hook. You still have to find and vet a great manager, which can be difficult. There's a lot of bad ones out there and you've got to keep an eye on them ongoing. Because the truth is, nobody will ever care about your property the same level that you do. I don't care what you're paying them. They aren't going to care like you care now. On the other hand, you might self-manage. You might take care of the tenants yourself, which can be rewarding in its own way. You're going to save a bunch of money doing that too. But managing tenants does require a bit of knowledge and systems and processes and knowing what you're doing. If you want to learn exactly how I manage my rentals, my wife and I wrote a book on the topic called The Book on Managing Rental Properties. Either way, learn how to do it if you're going to do it.
Good luck. Thanks for listening to this show and enjoy your weekend. Me? I'll be back here with another show tomorrow. I can't remember the last time I took a day off.